Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. All right, we're going for a rolling start here. We have on footwork today, Evan Nadaner. Nid- saying that correctly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mostly good. I mean, like, you know, no, I don't think anybody's actually got. I think I don't think they gets my name like completely right. You know, there's like a lot of odd, you know, breaks. Nadaner. Sure. I don't know. It feels I like I can't. I can't imagine one teacher ever said that right. Oh God, no. I mean, and people are like evi like with an i i'd be like you do like it i obviously didn't do it it wasn't my make decision. my name i wouldn't have made that decision <laughs> i wouldn't have made that decision yeah I'm but it's like i mean evan is still like you can't really you even if you see it with an i you can't fuck that up that's true i mean that's true but people are like really really confused and always look at me and like always kind of think i'm foreign i guess with the last name even though it's kind of as phonetic as you can get but people mm-hmm. think like oh they nadineer instead of just like Nadaner. Yeah, they I mean, go even farther. Forward, Nadaner. <laughs> yeah, you were going with like, oh, I, I, I played in Europe. I must throw be European. a foreign spice, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you played a few seasons in Germany. Uh, so he, yeah, you got, so you guys like training at all? Yeah, so uh, we, we are allowed to train right now. We can cut we, that. We, can cut that. <laughs> we uh, no, it's good. We, we, we do, uh, <laughs> we do it. We have to do a COVID test every other day. My team, we can't have contact, so it's just like passing drills and, and shooting drills, basically. Like today, we played soccer, tennis. As like it's like three sections of three small groups. I mean, it's it is what it is. Dylan, uh, his team they is able take to get it super seriously. Yeah, they take it super yes. seriously in Germany. Yeah, yeah. especially because like right now it looks like we're in like a third wave. So yeah, we don't. Sean and I don't think our season's going to be going for. Like this season's going to be continued. They're just going to scratch it and we'll start again. What is it? July or for whatever for the next season. Yeah, but no, exactly. You never know in this country, you know. Right. Yeah, you don't. And I thought it was going to be the safest. I was like, oh, sure. Like Germany's going to be back open. I was in Madrid. Like it's like they it's mask themed. Like they're playing. Everybody's playing. The world's open. It's just like with a mask. But like Germany, like I thought with the way they were taking it serious in the beginning, they would be playing with fans now. Because there was fans like. It was, a good yeah. part of the season. There Even was. when I was like, I was at Oberneuland for like a, a hot minute. And then in the, right after the last season. Mm-hmm. And I remember them like making announcement, oh, there wouldn't be fans at the next game. And I was like, fans? Like that's even a thought, I guess they did have. It. Yeah, which times. is, it is yeah. crazy. When I, when I, uh, a couple summer games, there was like, there were, they allowed selective seating and then they just pulled it straight away. So. Yeah. In the yeah. beginning there was we'll fans, see. but. Yeah, whatever. It's not and what are, like, great. what's the outlook for next season anyways? Like, I mean, like, not, what are the, the plans? I'm sure you guys, you guys don't like gossip about it every other minute. Or oh, no, like, we definitely gossip. We definitely it's gossip about this about season, it. though. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more it's about this season. Because there's. Yeah, I mean, like, how, what is it going to end and what's going to happen? They don't know. Yeah, that's be, the thing. That's the, that's what that's everyone like gossips the, about is relegation, promotion. That's like, the million dollar question. Like, no my team, my team could be the ones that get relegated. We're towards the bottom. And then, like. The team in second place in our league, which played like nine games, they might have a chance to play in the third league next year, which is just like, which is just insane. Crazy. Wild. And I they just, were in, and they were in the overleague last year. Get... So oh, is it Tatonia? Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they applaud. 
they you applied go. for the license. I was like, well, that's cute. That's real cute <laughs> that they're going to apply for the license. They don't even have a field. But like, come on. They don't yeah, exactly. don't. I was like, that's it's a wishful Crazy. thinking. I was some, some thinker of America. Bill it if they yeah. will come, I guess. Must be that's nice. crazy. Um, so let's go, let's let's rewind now that we just did a little rolling start mm-hmm. there. Evan, uh, New York native. Um, you I knew you for quite a long time now. You played with my older brother. Um, but the kind of the dedication yeah. to the game, you uh you started so that was in Massapequa, which is on long in Long Island, and you traveled from the city to Massapequa, from my understanding, for every training, which is like a crazy commute. And what, what, at what age did you move to that team? Oh, oh man. Actually, really funny that it all comes full circle because the guys I'm with at New Amsterdam, they're, they're the guys I left. So, like, I left, for example, my friends like Cord, who are on New Amsterdam, BB, Mackie, all of them were on the kickers, man kickers, right. as well as, you know, Danny Isroff, Alexander, Alex, yeah. like that kind of group. I left that group to go to Long Island because Alex left and I kind of followed along and they were like in the state cup conversation. So I, I went from like a, just kind of playing for fun to like something that actually was real. And I, everybody, you know, that American exceptionalism, we all like dream of doing something with football, even when at a young age, but it became kind of like a real thing when I went to Massapequa. And I didn't even know it was a real thing, um, but I kind of just, not in a naive way, but like you're kind of working hard very naively, not knowing what it really can do and what you're mm-hmm. actually doing. Cause like what mm-hmm. I was actually doing was insane. Like it was actually yeah. insane. I would go, so I would have school in the city eight to three thirty every single day. Um, which means I had to leave my house about six just because I lived in the Bronx and I had to go up to the middle of Manhattan wow. or even downtown Manhattan. Um, then I would go after school, I would get done at three 30 and I would have practice. I'd have to catch the train at Penn station five thirteen every single day. So I have no time to really do any homework. I would take the train. We were three kids. There was no chance we were doing homework on the train. Like, come on, let's be real. We were just talking, talking bullshit. And we were eating Cinnabon. Like that was like, what was going to happen? That was like, you know, we yeah. had Danny who was trying to lead us. Yeah. Trying to lead us, do some work. And I was like, okay, come on, man. Like I got training in like 45 minutes. I'm probably not going to do any work. And then, so we train what it was like <laughs> six to eight 30. And then by the time we got home, it was sometimes you get picked up or you take the train and I would get home at like 1130. There was no chance I was doing work after that. Like I was exhausted and I had to wake up at six. So you do that. Like, and you, but you don't realize you're like kind of doing something crazy. You're just kind of, you were told to do it and it made sense, the right team. And then luckily you kind of realize what you're doing as you're doing it. Luckily being in the situation, I think, Part of it, it reminds me of like your situation, like you guys are in like a big league and like, I don't know if you realized it. And then all of a sudden you kind of catch on, like you played against Leverkusen and like, I don't know if you caught that until you played it. And then you're like, oh, like, this is real. Like I can do this. Like, and also it makes sense. Like it's kind of paying off as you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So things start to work. You were getting a little better. You started playing in games you never really thought about and you're playing with better players. And so it kind of all made sense in the end. But going from going from New York to Massapequa just for soccer at that age with the outlook didn't make much sense. But I'm I'm glad it did because yeah. of just where it set me up for the next steps. For sure. And meet some good friends and kind of broaden your horizons, I guess. Right. In Massapequa. Yeah. <laughs> Burns Park. And then uh, Park, and then and then from there you went to, you went to Boston College, correct? Boston University, but Boston University. I, I like me. to tell people I go to Boston College. 
Yes, Boston well. University. And <laughs> and how was that experience for you? It was it was exactly what it should have been in a lot of ways. Um, because I didn't have like a lot of I had not a lot of success in the beginning, but it taught me what not having success was. And like early mm. on, I learned what I learned the feeling of being on the bench, and it was the worst feeling I ever had in my life. And I was like, well, that's never going to happen again, ever. And like I just that from that moment, like my freshman year, I think the first game real game I didn't play and I looked around and I was like yeah this is the worst like I this is disgusting we won a game and I was mm. like yeah fuck the team you know like you had that really horrible feeling in your head I was like great we won but like I didn't even see the feel like I didn't warm up it was that feeling and I was like okay well that's not gonna happen again and then you kind of start buying in obviously becoming a team player but mostly like I bought into like that feeling is not gonna happen again like I'm mm. not gonna let that happen and so I really really grinded i guess mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. the good thing i got was i went to college uh, a semester early i went instead of my second semester of senior year i went to college and it was really good to like get me ready because coming from a lot of times coming from the clubs we came from which were nothing like you need that incubation time i needed mm -hmm. a lot of incubation time even in college just to like kind of become myself and figure out what type of player I was and what was working for me, what type of workouts worked for me. Cause like now the kids are ready to go to college. The kids are like ready to perform and go to go pro from like under 19. Like I was not even close dude. Like I couldn't do anything. You know, I was like, you were good enough. I was really athletic and had some good things, but I wasn't a real player. I couldn't do anything. I didn't know how to play. And so I, I needed like that first little bit of not success to like push me forward. And honestly, it was great. I met Kylie, which is, I can't take anything away from that because I met the girl that I've been with for the last 10 years and she's pretty awesome. You guys met her. <laughs> so she's first, cool. first guest yeah, on we met, her. we met her on Zoom. We met her on yeah. Zoom. <laughs> it's like, I think everybody says that every relationship now, like in five years, but like, how'd you meet? I met on Zoom during the pandemic. So good. <laughs> we're in good company but i met her there i didn't really want to go there like i wanted to go to georgetown and that would have made more sense for me as a player but mm -hmm. um things didn't work out my school as much as it is which i'm which i tell the kids that i work with how much school matters um but i ended up BU fit me more as a person um in a lot of ways like just as kind of the way it was a little more personal it was in the city and i took steps and then by the end of it, obviously, like senior year, I had probably the most minutes in the team. But then I was also more ready to take on to play in like mm -hmm. Europe or I was more ready to take a chance mm -hmm. because of not with the way college did it, but the facilities and the situation I could I could put myself in, I think, got me ready to play in Europe. Like the I was like, I didn't have tough. I had I was ready to be like disappointed almost, you know, because mm -hmm. sometimes like if you're not ready to be disappointed, if you're not ready, if you're not like prepared mentally to like, no, don't go in there with hoping you're going to be disappointed, but I was ready and I felt what scars felt like. So I was like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Like I'm definitely going to take this chance because I didn't care. I, I knew what failure was mm -hmm. in my head. So I was like, all right, now I'm ready. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm glad. I mean, I, I hate most of the people that were there and like the coach, like it wasn't a greatest coaching staff. And you know, it was a I love Neil Roberts. I do, but like, he, like he was college. Like he told us to get 20 corners when we won the game. I was like, Oh, oh great dude. Thanks. Like, I guess we'll do that. Like, 
mm. wasn't really where I wanted to be, but I sure. enjoyed the bad parts of it too. Sure. Of course. Now, like, did you just growing up as a kid in the city and then even in Boston College, did you always Boston have University. like a dream where you kind of sorry boston university my we'll bad go with boston sean, college. It's much sean, better. sean's got me all messed, messed up from the last name to the college no but did you did you have like a vision that you wanted to play like from an early age did it come when you were at boston university or like like when did that come about well i'm an well i'm an only child so mm-hmm. everything i do is great so i kind of from now but like i had an idea like as small successes go and like towards the end of college you start playing with like other groups and like you get a little bit of recognition and you start having the idea like some people start telling you oh you can do this and like mm-hmm. i think one summer uh what was it yeah my freshman year there's one my going to my sophomore year when i played like a men's team like long on rough riders actually remember long on rough riders yeah we yeah. played together and they and were, were like amazing mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. the pdl yeah. but like when they were amazing yes 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 yeah and I was like Gary Flood, mm-hmm. Grendy, this one, this one, all of UConn. And I like started a game and I was like the worst play. Like I was a 17 year old and they were all 24, whatever. In that moment, like one of the goalies was like, I want to take you to Austria. And I was like, for what's there? Like sick, like what you, to play. I was like, oh, like, oh, I was like, why? <laughs> so that was like the first kind of idea. I was like, oh, you can play in Europe. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you hold on to that. Like you're like, kind of don't listen to anybody else which is good like i didn't want to listen to anybody else like one person told me that's it so i just rode with it and like like i guess tried to add things to my game but you, you need one person to tell you early enough to, that you can do it and then that's kind of all that sticks in the back of your head and no matter what that's like you just point, have that. Yeah. well he told me i was good so this guy doesn't oh. know what i'm saying so like early on like i had you know rich nuttle who was a european coach never really brought in european football and the conversation but mm-hmm. the kind of the seeds were being planted that maybe i can do something outside like after college mm-hmm. nothing major or like at that time it was different but i i was getting better and things were looking good and all you need is one person to tell you something early enough and that's it right so how did you still think about that guy <laughs> it's amazing it's you're so right though just like that one <laughs> comment can stick with you and it get, just give you that little confidence boost every time and give you the believer it allows you to see what you weren't seeing the whole time even though you're playing the same way it's like a, just a different perspective that someone's that someone you respect says and then all of a sudden now you know your whole mindset can change so then how'd you wind up you you went to germany from there you graduated from uh, yeah, boston went- university and then went right to Germany. Yeah, I went to graduate. <laughs> and then uh, right. Boston College for my master's. That's what you're confused about, right? Uh, I went to- uh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. There it is. <laughs> I went to, uh, so I did um, the Maccabi games. Like my, so that's actually how it happened. Like obviously someone told, but like going into my senior year, I did the Maccabi games, which is like the Jewish Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, we won and I got player of the tournament. Um, and like the year before, the four years before, like Benny Fail Harbor was on the team, John Bornstein, and they didn't win. So like we, us winning and I was player of the tournament was like, oh, okay. Like this actually can happen. And my coach at the time had connections to Eintracht Frankfurt. So I don't know if you actually noticed the picture I put up the other day. It was actually even more full circle. So the coach of the Maccabi games is like my mentor and my, that's my God, like Preston Goldfarb. He's unbelievable. Um, 
And he, another guy that he told me like in the second practice, you know, I had like a side volley in a passing pattern, you know, ball pops up, you just side volleyed over mm -hmm. and everybody was like, Oh, and the coach was like, have you ever thought about playing in Germany? And I was like, no. And they're like, he's like, I could get you over to Eintracht Frankfurt. And I was like, what do you mean? And then another idea was in my head and another idea. And I was like, oh, so he likes me and this is working. And then like the tournament went on and I was doing well and like things just started to happen. Like uh, even little small opportunities start people talking to me. We were winning. That was never happened. Not major notoriety, but just ideas and your brain starts moving. Mm -hmm. Then I went to a tournament in Italy um, where I kind of got like my first taste of reality after it but also on more order I, I played really well and like we you know uh, our pdl team went took a trip to italy and we played a bunch of local teams mm -hmm. and i did well there as well and i was going to i ended up getting a trial at carpy which is Serie b it was a big stunt and but i was there, there with the kind of an idea and i was close and i saw it and i that i'll never forget and then it was from there i was like well i i'm never gonna leave i have to be here like just from that Israel trip, it worked. Then I went to Italy. It started really working. I started busting asses. Like I was like, oh, this, this works. And from there, like I went back to college and like st things started to happen. I was like ready, ready to go to a trial in January. Like I was already ready to go out. The season was just, the season of college was just the formality. I was like getting, the, I was just getting ready to get out. Okay. Um, yeah. Then I headed it over, headed over to Italy, things then I realized then a little bit about the football world, how snaky it can be. Then ended up in, uh, after that, I went to, I went to Germany with Eintracht Frankfurt too. I saw the best side of football. Um, and I was going to sign there for the summer, but the team folded because, you know, some teams got rid of their second team. So I was mm -hmm. at Eintracht Frankfurt two for two weeks. It was the most eye-opening experience, like the most beautiful thing, like, I couldn't believe it. And I didn't know how amazing it was. Cause like, I remember I was there and I used all the leverage. I called up every agent. I was like, yo, I'm at Eintracht Frankfurt too. Like what's good. Cause you know, you, when you, you have to strike when the iron's hot. So anybody who's listening, like if you're at a club, like strike, like make sure you get, you use your leverage. So I was there mm -hmm. and I was like, yo, I was talking to big agents. I was like, I'm here. What can I get? What can you get for me? And I remember that one of the guys, um, the agents was asking like, well, and I asked this question too, how much money, do you think you could get like how much money do you want right now and i was like he's like because i think you can get like maybe 800 uh, uh a month and i was like yeah i'm like looking for that like a day like you know because in my <laughs> mind i just came from like carpe i was like that's great like 800 a month for for what <laughs> like what do you mean yeah i didn't understand what money it was and i didn't understand what and track frankfurt two would have been the goal for me but i was like there and i was kind of doing well in my own way and uh, i was like okay well like how and i even asked the sport director how do i get to the first team he was looking at me like are you an idiot but he entertained me because he was a friend of a friend i went to the sport director right there after like the second training i was like this is cool like i'm trying the second team but like how do i get like if you do well do you go to the first team and he was looking at me like you're an idiot but i'll entertain this he's like yeah if you do really well you get a chance like look but with the german like yeah you're an idiot. Like you have no chance. Like go, go just get out of my face. Like why you right. ask me about Eintracht Frankfurt's Bundesliga team? You know, like I was just young and naive. I didn't know. <laughs> but then I ended up bounced around. I went to Israel for four months, stayed there. Um, 
and things were looking good just with the second division team because I just bounced around. I was 21, so I was like, whatever. Bounced around, stayed with like a second division team for three months. Um, and then I left for the summer because the season ended and I was going to sign. Coach left, ended up in, ended up back in Germany with FCA Darmstadt, this like sixth division team. Mm-hmm. Um, through an agent, Axel, pretty good American agent, American-German agent. And he said, just stay here for two months and I'll get you into Regionalliga. I was like, bet. Literally yeah. stayed there for two months. I was there, and I went to Spybrooken. Yeah. Um, this is a team I signed with in November. I was like so hyped. I went there in November on trial. Team was nice. Like, so, like everything was sick, and like the coach was a legend. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. By the time January came around and I was going, the team went insolvent. <laughs> so, oh like, my god! All the kind of good players left. All the good players left. Even though I was like in my head, I knew I made it to the good team, but all the good players left and like brought in a lot of cheap guys yeah. to like fill it up. Mm-hmm. And we ended up doing horrendously. Uh, the goalkeeper at the time was Tyler Miller, who's uh, now at Minnesota. So mm, like yeah. it was like a funny experience. I was like Tyler and this guy Nico Boxall, who's like now plays first league in Sw- uh, Finland or like even Norway. He's really good, but the team went insolvent. We had like no money, and it was kind of a joke. But great, I get to play against Snickers off and block in front of nine thousand people. What an experience! Yeah, like really wow. cool. But yeah, and then just from there, like, just kept plugging away because, like, once I was there and like had okay film, I had a way in. Once I was in, like, and you know, you guys are kind of set for like a little while mm-hmm. in the sense that, like, you play there, you can get back in. Like, if let's say your contract runs out, once you're in one time, you can kind of go on the merry-go-round, yeah, in some mm-hmm. way or another, yeah, for sure, and then moved on i mean like lots of different turns between then uh-huh. and like now but that's like that was like my, my first taste to get in sure um so during this whole during and, this whole thing are you you're doing everything yourself you're sending making the videos and talking to the teams or did you have someone that was representing you i did a little bit, bit of both like um i had agents like at that point i was like in the driver's seat and made some really horrendous decisions um like, like what if you don't mind. like not who to, oh yeah i mean so i was with an eight so, oh glad you asked so i was at the axle and like i remember i don't even know if we can cut this back i was like drunk in the back of a cab in new york city and like axel texted me she said like you know i got you this um i got like you're good to go to uh richmond kickers like the guy the center just towards acl usl championship i was like not for me like i was like like, so I was in my head, like, oh, I just bo- killed Reganaliga. Like, I need to go to third league or I need to, like, fucking go to bonus league. Like, that's how I thought. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. cool, Axel. Like, not really for me. And I went with another agent who promised me, like, Netherlands here and said he can get me into, like, Alemania Aachen and all the clubs. It was a big – he was, like, all talk. And he was new in the game. So I signed with him. Big mistake. I should just stay with Axel and ran that – yeah because like i was already on it so big thing mm-hmm. is stay with who you trust stay with who you trust and you know rather than like just go into the new thing and i right. i was in the i felt like i was in a good position so i was like all right let me try to take a chance and like go to a new guy who is talking really well mm-hmm. and it worked out really poorly like i was in limbo and waiting out like i had these good offers for like 
contracts in the meantime, this and that. But I was like, nah, I ain't settling. I'm not settling. I'm not settling. And then I kept not settling until there was nothing. And I was screwed in Germany. So I had to like reformulate, reached out to another agent and then got to Israel. Um, that was like the first time I went to Israel on like a, like I got the contract sent to me, was one of the highest paid players. If, if, if you'd like to know that the next story is even worse. <laughs> like the oh, I mean, that, if you like can tell it, I can't happened, wait. It's even worse. <laughs> yeah. So I got there and this is another thing for you, for like a people, for the kids watching. I went there with expectations and going somewhere with expectations is very dangerous because I mm -hmm. went there um, from my film and I got signed for my film at the high plate player. So already that's a, you got to perform. So I went mm -hmm. there and things were going well, but he kind of wasn't like who I, he just maybe didn't see, or he was, he was almost fooled in his mind, even though I wasn't as bad as he thought it was, I was very good, but it was like, he didn't, he was like, oh, Shit, like I kind of made a mistake. So he made my life miserable, like wanted me to leave. Cause once I signed the contract, you can't do anything. Right. So like he was already pushing me out because my contract was too big. Like the same thing I told you would happen with Altima. <laughs> kind of trying to push me out, like making my life miserable. Three other Americans here and they all ended up leaving. Um, that coach, oh my God. Like he, on the field, he pushed me, told me I was a piece of shit maybe pay all different positions to make me miserable. He used to humiliate me in practice, like to try to make my life miserable. So I would leave and it ended up working. <laughs> it worked. I left. Uh, I asked for like, I was like, all right. I was like, can I Me, you know, Luke Finkelstein, you ever uh -huh. heard of him? Uh -huh. He was the pro project. Him and Mike, Michael Soboff. Uh -huh. We were at the same club and we all had the same problem. We all signed as like the three highest paid and like it kind of didn't work out. So the coach was miserable to us kicked me out of practice all the time used to just push me put his hands on me got my face called me a piece of shit like in the middle of training to make my life miserable so i right. was like all right dude like i see it and my god at the, also at the time like i didn't know like it should would have been better if i just stuck it out i was like yo i gotta get out of here and sometimes people like in these situations know like they just gotta get out and recharge the batteries so yeah. I had another option when like a, a one league down just in the meantime, I was like, fuck that. Like, I got to get out of this country. Like I got to bounce fucked over the agent. So like I burned that bridge and left. And that's, I was like, it's October. Like, you know, I just stuck it out till October. It was kind of playing like left back. He was barely playing me in practice. You know how it, mm -hmm. maybe you don't like it was pretty miserable. So I left and and I was a couple months in New York before I found another agent to get me into Germany. Back into Germany, that's when I went into Bavaria. Great agent, like great agent. Another favor from the guy, the Maccabi uh, guy. So he got me like in touch with this great agent, second Bundesliga guys, um, and got me into like a team. Um, Santoven. I was either between Santoven or Memmingen, and I took the team that was like second place in Oberliga who just needed win one game while I was there and they would have got promoted. Of course they lost the rest of the three. Like, of course they did. All they had to do was win <laughs> one game of like four to get promoted in Regional League. And I was going to sign as a Regional League. I was like, Oh, I'm back. No, of course they lose the last three and don't get promoted. <laughs> like, of course uh. they do. Ended up signing, but I was like super happy because another, I was a big player on the team rather mm -hmm. than just a number. And like, just a better situation. I'm guessing. 
yeah, I was like, memming in, which is a regionality team said, all right, you can come, but like, like, cool. <laughs> or like Santa was like, we really, ba- I want you. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'll do that. Came back, second training, broke my ankle, wasn't even insured. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was in June, broke my ankle in like six places, didn't have insurance. The club made me pay for it. Um, oh. I had to end up like my agent had to find a way for the insurance to cover it. If I didn't have physical, I had no physical therapy, had to rehab my ankle all myself. I oh, my God. That wow. was five years ago. It was five years ago. My ankle still has problems. So let's stop here. This is, I mean, this story is, you could write, you could, this is a movie. Um, yeah. So let's, we go back to the Israel story. Like, what would you give advice or what would you have done differently? Or if someone is in that situation, what would you advise them to do? Like, like what, when you're, I don't even know what I would do in that case, but the coach is just treating you terribly and trying to get you to leave the club. I mean, I've seen, I've, I've seen it on teams that I've been in the past few years where there's a player that, coach does not want and like there's just some decisions the coach makes where if you just looked at it from the outside like why is this person not playing mm-hmm. and it's like it's not because he's not good enough it's because there's something between them that we don't know and i've never been on the other end of that thankfully but i've seen it and it's horrible because it's like this person can play as well as they can in training they're not they're not playing no matter what like even mm-hmm. if there's no one else to put on like they're gonna find the reason why they're not gonna play yeah, it's, I've seen it. It's, it's disgusting, but it's like, I mean, it's the Mesut Ozil problem at art. Like before, like it's good that he was paid 350 a week. Like I'll be miserable. Pay me 350 a week. I'll sit my ass on the bench. Like I don't care, you know, but like we're not dealing with that. You're dealing with more of like a person's soul. And I don't even want to get like spiritual like that, but like we don't make enough money for, to make it okay. Like I can't just go buy you yeah. like from reward myself, you know, like I got to sit home with like, that's my life. And yeah. the, the advice I now knowing, like, you know, you like, you can't change anything. You might either, there's two things like you have to really weigh. And I always talk about this. You have to weigh options so heavily. Like you have to be so careful and knowing like, okay, what are, what can I get out of something, even if it's miserable or what can I get out of it by leaving? Even if it's going to hurt me, am I going to put myself through that? Because at the end of the day, you're a human. And like, why do you want to be miserable? Like, you're not, we're not compensated at our level half enough to be miserable. Right. Like it's just not that. And there's too many other decisions, but I think you have to, it depends where you are in your life. But like, sometimes I think it's great to push through it. If you've never played, if you have options, leave, like there's no winning. You're not going to be a hero and you won't win because people are way too stubborn. People are just like, that's what gets in the way of football. Like ego. If you're not, if you can like, you're not going to win against a coach or a sport director or an owner. Like you won't, they will lose. They'll get fired before they, you win. They're just too stubborn. Burkhan still doesn't have a job. Why? Because he, his ego couldn't handle that. Like, what is that going to do? Like, I wasn't going to convince him of what the situation got to go. Like it was, and sometimes you can, but the thing maybe advice is like, catch it before it gets too bad. Mm -hmm. Like, so how do you, mm-hmm. how do you think you could have gone about it differently? I could have been communication with your coach is the most important thing you can have. If you are in that position, especially if you're coming in with expectation, communication with the coach, because a lot of times they don't know exactly what you're going through. Like you might look like you're playing poorly, 
but you're being really brave because you don't, you're feeling sick or, you know, you have nagging injuries you don't want to talk about, or like, this is completely new and you might need actually you, it's okay to need two weeks to get kind of comfortable. Like that's not foreign. No, right? not at all. Yeah. That's it, get it before the, the side eyes happen before you notice the coach acting differently, you know, cause you come in and you, everybody knows you have the feeling of like the coach has your back, the feeling he talks to you first. He does this. Once you start to sense they go away, like talk to the coach, like start the conversation, always yeah. open line of communication. Like you have to have an open line because there's the game of telephone and soccer is the most disgusting thing. Like you tell this, you're even, you tell your agent to talk to your coach to talk. It, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. The own the message, the honesty isn't coming from the right place. So like always just open line of communication with your coach. I, I think like to smooth over problems. Cause like, before they become stubborn egomaniacs, they are humans. Like they have family, like they're humans. A lot of them parents. So if you catch it before it becomes like mm. a stare down, mm-hmm. you can work through it. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, that's usually like how it can work. But there's sometimes like people are like, nah, I'm, I'm kind of good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great advice. Trying to nip it in the butt before it happens. And also you made a, you made a really good point in that long winded story that was literally filled with gold, like the agent part where you said you went with a new agent that was promising you everything, but maybe the agent that you had already would actually would have been better. Like almost a a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. It's like, there's always going to be agents, especially the higher level you play at, there's going to be more and more agents sliding to your DM saying, Hey, Mm. I can get you this, 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 and this, but can you trust this person? Can you trust their word and trust, especially with agents is it goes a long way because you sign with this agent and actually you find out he's never done this before. He might yeah. have phone numbers of people, but it doesn't mean they're going to listen to him. There doesn't mean that some agents, they make a phone call, say I have a good player and they can walk right into the team. No problem. Some agents, they have a phone number, but they've never spoken to the coach. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't mean anything. Oh, look at this list of numbers I have. Like that's an immediate sign. Like, okay. And do you have a relationship with this person or do you just have a phone number? And like yeah. for people out there, that's, there's, I mean, there's always agents sending messages and you just have to see through it because a lot of them are it's just empty promises and they're starting. Some of them are starting out and even if they have contacts, it doesn't mean they have a relationship with the club or the coach. Oh, hundred percent. It's all about that trust. And like a big thing is trusting yourself. Like if someone's promising you Bundesliga and you know, you're not Bundesliga, like you shouldn't hear that. So a big part of it, like a theme of it is like really knowing your value. Like if you really know you're good enough to be playing, and you're not, that's a good thing to know. But if you also know, like, this ain't it for me, like, I'm not playing very well, or this is like a little above my show, like, you know, I'm not ready. Maybe I'm coming off an injury. You have to know where, who you are and what you can do. So like that, the one, and from there, if you don't know yourself, you don't know, you can't judge somebody else. Like if you don't, you can't like look at yourself and figure out who you are, how are you supposed to figure out anybody else? So a lot of people like, yeah, exactly. Like most people come with like a dms and like oh i look at this picture i had with somebody after training who doesn't know my name like everybody has that after the open training like yeah. oh come yeah. here yeah. <laughs> but the a big part of it too is like and it's the kind of a problem i see in like europe and america and it's kind of slowly getting into europe like when a when you sign pro at Werder Raymond, for example, you sign a five year contract. That f- that's five years guaranteed of your money. 
if you sign like a five-year deal at the MLS, like they'll cut you after one year. Like you don't have to be so invested in the player in America because you'll just get cut. Like you don't have to like right. know that I have to pay this guy for five years. Like it, mm. you sign, Real Madrid signs a guy, you have to be know like this is for five years. Well, unless You're I'm going to sell. for this player for five Remember, years. This is for five years. Same thing in like in Germany, like the idea of just bouncing around or anything else. You have to be like, really sure about what you're going to do with an agent like be really sure before just like halfway investing and then you go to the next way you halfway invested in the next one you're half yeah. like be sure be thorough and then you can move on like know what his intentions are what he thinks of you what he thinks of football right. do you see eye to eye with him as is a footballer like do you guys both like does he think Bayern Munich sucks and you think it's good and you're like uh, okay well I don't know if we can really like, are you really right. know what you're doing? <laughs> like, right. not yeah. like what are their values? Are yeah. What are your to try and make a quick buck? And exactly. Just a product. And some people like you can use that. Like if you, if right. you're just in it for a quick buck and they're in it for a quick buck, perfect. Right. Match heaven. Right. And that's works for you. But if you're like, I want to do this right. And like, there's so many experiences of everybody uh, doing it right. Mile Corbos, you, you saw him. He's a, uh, he was at Vatenshad. Went to, okay. Netherlands came back to Farrell, kind of did it the right way. Mm -hmm. From he was at Duisburg, and I keep pointing up because second, he was up in Duisburg. Like that's up for us. That's up. That's up <laughs> upstairs. <laughs> like the elevator, and then yeah, yeah there's yeah. Duisburg up there. So he was there, didn't play, and like did it right. Dropped down to Regionalliga, got his minutes developed, went out, came back into third league. Right. right thing to do For those of you listening this was edited really really well so that you don't notice the transition here but there was just a two-minute break because footwork doesn't pay the bills so we're on <laughs> yeah. we're on zoom free so 40 minute meetings and that's it so we're on the second meeting now here we go yeah we should get i mean are we team whoop here oh, oh we are team whoop let's game. go let's oh, oh, we gotta get yeah, Evan, we gotta get you on a group then we got a whole group now. together here. Oh, I, I, I'm just in like the New York soccer one. Like, I think there's a random one, and I just look up there. I'm like, yeah, I'm winning, bitches. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so good. No, but some people like I look at them like, yo, you six thousand calories. I'm like, what? Six thousand calories. In Dude, that's bed. so much. Oh my. What are they strapping to their dog? What is this, Michael <laughs> Phelps hour? But like, those are the guys who have like seven meals a day and like live in a hyperbaric chamber. Like, that's fine. I don't like. I don't got that in my locker. Like, I just don't. It's also not, not what we're doing. We're, we're trying to perform yeah. on the football pitch. Yeah. So, true. so Evan, you've, I mean, you've played in Israel now. You've played, in, you were in Italy for a stint in Germany. Can you speak on the differences uh, of the standards, standards of training, standards of coaching, standards of just gameplay in America and then outside of America and Europe? Because for yeah. me and Dylan and I, we for, for sure can notice it's like, like you said, you come here and play in the fifth league. It's like, wait, this is the fifth, fifth tier in the footballing system. And these players are this good. And like, they can't get a chance at the higher level. Like well, everything I knew is just out the window now. Oh, you know? it, I'll give a good, um, a good story about a kid who's now in New Amsterdam, Owen, shout out Owen. Um, he, we had him sent over football, just like you in a way. And mm -hmm. The best thing that ever happened, the hardest thing is like that time before they go when you're explaining, yeah, you're going to like the sixth league. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, and I, it's, it takes a long time for me to explain it. And it took me a long time to explain to Owen my story, how you can get to Reganelia, how can you can use the leverage and come back and blah, blah, blah. 
it always it makes sense but it's people coming from college they want to play it five like they want to be at Dortmund they're like well why can't I go to Dortmund the best thing that ever happened so Owen went over with two other guys and they were at a team um in the sixth league De- Desmere sport they had a friendly against St. Pauli too I was so happy I was at thank god you know why because I knew what was going to happen they had the game eight nothing I said, God, thank you. Because that will show you right away who you are. And I remember mm-hmm. like, I was like, I couldn't wait to talk to them after because I wanted to see what they said. And like the one who didn't make it, I talked to, he's like, yeah, we lost anything, but I think I played pretty well. And I was like, ah, okay, not going to work for you. I get it. That's, that's fine. Like that you don't see the full picture of you just got touched up eight, nothing mm-hmm. by somebody too. Like you don't, that's fine. The other two are like, wow. Okay. Like that was different. Like we were playing a different sport and that's like usually the good way to start the journey. Like once Mm -hmm. you go in and you dive in and you realize like, okay, like I really can't, I'm not that good. And that's like the most beautiful thing because I think you have to go to Europe. Everybody in America doesn't know, like everybody in America is the same. Like they're all kind of good on the ball. They're a little athletic, but they have no brain. Mm -hmm. Like nobody understands that, like how to play faster, like, how football is so much simpler and so much harder than everybody thinks. Mm -hmm. And you Mm -hmm. find that out in Germany, like people are like, you look at guys next to you sometimes on the field. I'm like, yo, this guy is not going to beat me. No way. And then he just plays one twos around you. You can't get near him. He's He's like, you can't get by him. He's oh, he's fouling you. you can't foul. You touch him. He goes over and you're like, ah, that's football. Okay. I get it. There's like a side of it that you don't understand. Mm-hmm. And by, and usually it all comes down to winning because like Americans don't know how to win in soccer yet. And Germans know how to win. Like right. it's just an efficiency mm-hmm. and the standards as far as training go, like everybody in America kind of thinks that like you dribble around cones and that's kind of how you get better. And like, that's not how you get better. The way you get better is a game, but it has to be the right type of game. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get better in a Sunday lane EPSL league even anything in Nisa, no offense. It's not structured the right way for you to do what you have to do in your room. So like, if you're a center back, unless the, the game is set up right, you're not really going to get better at center back. You're going to get better at playing bullshit, you know, libero. You know, you're going to play better at, at being sweeper. But you won't be doing the right, right movements in the right times to get better. That's why you, the games in Germany are right. Like, if you notice... Fifth league is just a little worse than fourth league, which is just a little worse than third league, which is just a little worse than second league. And Bundesliga is the best. You know, it all gets a little better. If you look at like USL is not a worse version of MLS, just like Nice is not a a worse version of USL. Like they're not on the same way up. Mm -hmm. Now, if you watch a six league game, it's slow and bad, but they're doing the right thing. Like they're trying to play the right way and you can analyze it. Like even I, I go to, you know, the Sunday thing and everybody goes to open league games on the Sunday. You get your bratwurst and your coffee and you walk around like with oh, the, yeah. all the old, beautiful. <laughs> like I would just yeah. say, you know, we would, we'd have our game on Saturday. Then we'd go Sunday uh-huh. and the game over league is just a slower regional league. And you just watch it and they're doing the right things. And it's an enjoyable game. If you watch like some of these random American games, like you, I don't even know what they're trying to do. Like I'm watching the game, look at the lines. I'm like, I don't really get the point, but it's exciting. And so kind of the perception of football, like Americans don't realize that like playing one touch is very hard. Like if you playing a first time pass is very hard Mm -hmm. when it seems like it makes you look easy on the field, like the ball comes in, you play it first time. 
that's the hardest thing you can do. Like a ball is kind of bouncing and you hit it into the middle. Like that's the hardest thing you do. American thinks like, well, that doesn't look that impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't see the nuance of it. They don't mm-hmm. see the nuance of like what pressure can do or like, you know, a good, a, a spacious run or even just a covering, even just being in the right position. Like they don't value being in the right position at the right time. Right. They're like, well, if you didn't like run by him and do two step overs, like, did you even play? Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. like, well, no, I didn't do that. But I did what the coach said, and he really liked it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Right. That was like that in Germany. It was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, go out and win the ball. And I was like, okay, I'll just go out and win the ball. And I just did my job. The next guy did his job. The guy in front of me did their job, and we all worked together. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like mm-hmm. we're all doing a little of the same. It's like, no, I had my job. He does his job. They do their it's job. so true, man. And that's it. I don't have to help you with your job. If I do my job, I'm helping you do your job. And that was my – and also, but like this, at the same time, why it's Americans can't evaluate it. They can't watch a game and say like, well, he, what is he, why is he doing that? And not know that's what the coach told him to do. They think I'm doing that on purpose. Like if you watch my games or watch your games, I watch all whatever. The first question I have to ask, and that's the difference is what did the coach tell you to do? Are you doing what you're supposed to right. based on the coach? Cause I can't judge the game. The coach might've told you to do that. The coach might tell you to be standing there. The coach might tell you to make these passes that I don't agree with, but I know you're supposed to do it. So you're right. doing well. That's right. the difference. Like an American will watch the game and be like, why didn't he turn there? Because he told he, he was told not to. If it gets too tight, you lay it off. You're right. not gonna turn. If it gets too tight, you hook it long. Not like, why didn't he, why didn't he do this? That's not a question that you ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, why didn't he do that? Because you're doing the right thing. Right. The, their ideas, like philosophies and patterns that are just happened in Germany. And like mm-hmm it's not really understood in America. Yeah. I think that's, I really want to come back to that one point that you made though, that just like one difference is key difference is in Germany. Everyone kind of has a different job, but the jobs come together to get to that common goal. Where like my job as a, as an eight is different from the other eight because he may be better at something and I may be better at something or just in their philosophy, they may want me to cover more ground defensively. And he takes more, you know, more um, runs forward behind the defense where it can get him a little out of position. Like these are the things that you don't really think about as much in American soccer, where it, it, it is judged based upon can even the center back do beat the guy and then, you know, make a 60 year old or your 60 yard ball. Like it's just, yeah. it's, it's completely different how it's scouted and how it's based upon. Right. Yeah. And like, there's smaller things like even how to analyze a game. Americans can't do that. They don't know what they're looking at. They don't know if how to see if a guy is doing well, if the pre- if they look like they can handle the pressure, if they can do well under pressure, if the game's easy for them. A good example, for ex- if you know Trent Alexander Arnold, you know how he's like never under pressure, like he's like really yeah. never under, he's never like phased, he's never like that's how you know the game is too easy for him. He's never under pressure. That's how you look at a player. Like are they did the game look easy? Okay, they're good. That's it. If the, if the game looks easy, if they can play the game easy, if they're not under duress, the ball comes in, they, they don't need seven touches to organize their feet. They're just like easy going. They're never really under pressure. They're always playing mm-hmm. on air tempo. They're not mm-hmm. like a, a guy with an experienced American who got, has a guy running at his face will just get rid of the ball instead of like the composure to just handle the pressure. And that's like the difference, like knowing what pressure is. But even on top of that, to piggyback your point, in, Amer- in Germany, every role is, is 
except for like the goal scorer is the same. Like I had, a, I had jobs that were so unglorious. Like we played um, Lubeck and I had to mark man, Mark Arslan. You know how embarrassing that is? Like in the, when we're talking the tactic board and he's like, Evan, if he goes take a piss, you go with him. And I'm like, like, I can do more than that. You know, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come like, on, please. Like, come on, man. Like I could ball, but like, that was my job. And yeah. that, that was fine. I was happy with that. Everybody, everybody was happy that I was doing that. And I, they, they were, they respected that. Right. And it was just as important as the guy who was in right back had to cross the ball. Okay. The goal score is different, right? Like they're like, the guy who scores the goals is usually a little more important, but everything else was had to happen so that he could score the goal. Yeah. So we could win the game. And mm -hmm. it was just as important. Like your role to cover ground is just as important as the wingers to beat when a guy one-on-one and mm -hmm. everybody knows that just like, yeah. The kit man's job is just as important as the next person's job. And it's respected mm -hmm. that way. It's not like mm -hmm. we only respect Ronaldo. No, you respect right. everybody. Cause like they just have a just as important job in to help win the game. Right. And from there, okay. If you don't like their job, then it's the coach's problem because he assigns the jobs. Mm -hmm. So in, in America, do you think we're too focused on the guy who scores the goal? You know, the one who has the glory and the one that's doing the step overs, the fancy tricks instead of, celebrate it equally everyone did their specific job even if it's man marking a guy you know oh an easy example is that americans don't understand you know the guy who goes out to press the guy that's where the ball's won not the, where mm. they make it long uncontrolled and they head it right that's not where the ball's won the ball's won on the pressure on that's the first yeah. glory like and that's was I, i'm my pressing is that serious champions league i know that but like your ball is one where you press not where like when you close them down and they kick an uncontrolled long ball and they head it to an easy guy in America, they, they can like, they compliment the, the center back right. and reality. It's the guy who pressed. Right. And that's what they don't understand. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Like mm -hmm. the, they won't respect the weight of an easy pass in the middle. So he could turn, but they respect the guy who pat who turned. And that's the nuances of the game. Like if a center back right. passes with great weight into the middle and the guy can, doesn't have to touch the ball. That's, that is the genius, not the guy, that is the genius. Yeah. That's the genius. Yeah. Not the guy who can, who doesn't have to touch the ball and can pass it forward. Anybody can do mm, that. That's the so true. Wait the beautiful, the guy out in the middle who passes to his right foot so he can turn right Playing to the correct foot. Exactly. And like so, everybody just sees like, Oh, he great turn. But like, did he, like, was he, was he really helped by everybody? Was the spacing that mm -hmm. of the midfielder who ran away, the guy who ran away to create the space. Mm -hmm. that's where the, that's where the play was the guy who mm -hmm. ran away took everything forward comes in completely unmarked played to his right funny turns right. the forward really didn't do much right but he's in great space look at that everybody ran away everybody created space for him he gets the turn mm -hmm. but in america they see like oh wow the forward is you know he's nice he's turning in space and instead of like well everybody helped that right. everybody even the coach who told them to run away he's the one who got that guy in the position right. that's a great it, it almost, that's just a great point yeah, like it seems just in general, like the way you put it like this is like not that because obviously there's plenty of Americans that are really intelligent in the game. But as an overall, it's like even the fans, like you said, when you go to that overly game with a coffee and a bratwurst, like even those old men, some of them, OK, they're thinking in like old German style football, which is just route one. But like they understand the game, too. Like they'll applaud that center back passing a ball into a midfielder. And it's like a 30 yard pass on the ground. They'll applaud it. Mm -hmm. America. Yeah. No one would like, why was that a good pass? It's only the end goal in America like, is what it seems well, like. It's just the end, whatever happens at the last the game, part. And they can see the things that are not easy to do and that are mm -hmm. done well.
even like more obvious is the mistakes. Like when someone, if you get the ball past when you shouldn't get the ball and you lose the ball, the, in Germany, they know that. You weren't really supposed to get the ball there. You were going to lose the ball. In America, they're like, why did you lose the ball? More like, why did you get that pass? Like, mm. are you in the right position? Mm. Or like, were you trying to do the right thing? Or you, what are you rewarding? In America, the reward system is, that's what football is, right? It's a reward system. Ver, like, are you rewarding the intention? Are you rewarding the right thing? Or are you rewarding the chip goal? Like, what are you rewarding? Because then nobody really feels good about it, right? But are you rewarding the, the idea of playing the right way? And sometimes it misses, but you have to reward that. And like not getting, not like subbing a guy off because they tried to turn, but are you right. rewarding turning at the right time? But mostly like the mistakes, it's like when a cover, a guy who's covering, who's, who helped out gets a yellow card because they're like pulled the guy back. In America, like in Germany, they know like you covered for the guy and you and you saved the play, right? In yeah, America, you had to. I went there earlier. You know, it's like what it doesn't look like you saved it. More like you. Sh it's almost better to not get in the way. It's almost better in America to not try anything because you won't make make a mistake. <laughs> you know, like if you're help out your teammate, and you slide over and you're whatever out of position and you get beat. Like mm -hmm. you tried because you're out mm -hmm. of position, not knowing the accountability. Who's really at fault? Mm. like this which position is it the center back or the left back when the ball goes through like those accountability things but that's just bro people in america really don't know the game yeah like, so, they don't so, really they don't know how to watch a game so do you think it's it's very important for for young athletes especially if they're not or especially maybe if they're just in love with the game in love with learning about the game to just get out to europe like how do you do would you say this is really important for for most people to try I think it's it, it's like the only thing you should do if you really play because it's just like I don't know anything like if you if you're into food you should probably go to France one time you know like and really see how it's done you know you should really mm -hmm. go to food and then you can see like from the source like if, if you're whatever you're into you should probably go to the source and like if you can and see like oh this is what's about this is the culture behind it this is what they're talking about because usually you're gonna have a bigger chance of seeing the spe spectacular, right? You're gonna have, yeah, you can have French food in New York and it's amazing, but are you, you, it's not really the whole culture behind it, right? You're just getting a really expensive chef, putting him in New York and giving him the New York stuff rather than like, okay, you go into France and everybody's like that. Mm -hmm. And it's not just a yeah. spectacle and you're eating- It's a standard. Food. Yeah, exactly. And you see like, because it's one thing to see just Pulisic alone. It's one, it's another thing to see seven of them on the same field and like oh he's that if you to realize sometimes like he's he's that much better than them like sometimes i play you play against in regular you play against a striker or a center back who's a monster and then you're like how good is van dyke like if these guys are this good oh like you, know, you played against hamburg too like they have ambrosius you know the guy center back yeah. mm -hmm. he was eaten against us and i was like you how good is van dyke like how 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 because yeah. Van Dyke is like like um, what is yeah and you're like how yeah this guy's just the levels yeah it's levels is right and then like yeah you obviously also get the chance of playing like randomly against Rio Miyashi in a friend in like a league game or you get to play against Leverkusen and then you really see it right then you like mm -hmm. okay, I get it <laughs> like but sometimes even just playing the former good players who are like fat and out of shape and they absolutely dog you it's the most beautiful thing because it's really humbling but then you're like okay like i get it i really do get it and you have mm. a greater appreciation 
just yeah. of overall appreciation for soccer if you like go and see how good it is because like if you're in america you never really see how good players can be you have no idea yeah how yeah. good like, yeah, there's a cutoff there's a cutoff at because like you said i mean there's a certain level of talent but the, the the game awareness and knowledge in europe is second to none so why not go learn from it to be the best player you can be honestly yeah and there's nothing like there's nothing like an, an intense german it's just so hard it's like it's not it's just a it's like a chess match but it's not sometimes i play football games and you're like this isn't football this is just a war like you play havelze and it's a uh, abstiegkampf like that's not that's just your fighting like you know but in the, in the right structure right. and there's so much pressure and that's where you find out about yourself right not mm. in a game you never nothing's going to happen at the end of it nobody gets relegated in here go to play a relegation game and i'm sure we've all played in them yeah. how intense those are when your owner's right there watching like how intense it can be like when you're playing in a team right around you and all when the and the captain comes up to you and says before like the week of training is like if we get relegated none of you guys are going to get a job next year and like you're like oh okay like it's like that huh because everybody has that conversation with their captain as teams aren't doing well he'll go around and he'll say you know if we get relegated i'm good i have a cv like you guys aren't going to play regionalliga again and um and everybody's like looked around and says, oh, he's talking about us, like the scrub, like the, you know, the guys who are kind of happy to be here, mm-hmm. <laughs> not the CV guys. And then it's a big reality check. Mm. Yeah. It kind of comes back to what you said earlier is like knowing how to win a game. Like how annoying is it when you get into a game and like you feel you're better than the team, but they just kill the play. Mm-hmm. They have 10 yellow cards. You can't get any momentum. They don't let you do what your team is good at. And they somehow, they win. And it's just like, they grow up knowing there's a way to win a soccer game, even if you're not the better team. Or when you have a lead, how do you kill and the they game? They don't fold when they don't fold if they're being outplayed because they know all it takes is one chance and let's just hold on. It's just something completely different, especially in these battles. Like, uh, it's, it's something that's, it just doesn't compare. And they're so okay with being the worst team and winning. They're just right. completely fine with it. Like Americans aren't fine with like, let them have it. We're not better than them, but we can beat them. Like we're then people, Americans can't like handle that. They want to go out and beat them. Like, no, you don't have to like show them up. You can show them up by getting the three points, get your, your win bonus and go home. That's the way you win. Like, you mm. don't by like beating them on the, like, you know, outplaying them. But just this is such them. a great point because sorry to interrupt, but I just had something too. It was just like, I remember we played a game, Sean, against Haverford in the, Mm -hmm. this is to get into the final four in our senior year. And one of the guys in Oneonta who played basketball, he's like, wow, soccer's so lit. Like you can, you cannot be, you could be the worst team for 90 minutes and still win. But Mm -hmm. every other American sport that like I can think of like right now, basketball, football, baseball, you can't be like the worst team the entire time and still win. You know what no. I mean? Like this yeah. is something that is completely different in soccer. Yeah. And, and they're like, it's, it's the whole cultural thing, right? Because you have to be okay in knowing yourself. Like a team, when you go, we were playing, how was they, they knew who they were. They mm. were not, they weren't going to try to beat it. They knew exactly who they were. And that was their advantage. Like they knew if in their, t- they could beat us with, if they do their thing and we try to be outrageous, like right. they're waiting for you to fuck up. And that is the thing, like being patient and all that, like they're waiting. And, but mostly like, you know, the guard, like everybody in Germany, like if they work in a factory, 
as long as they make their money and they have their happy like they don't care like they're happy happier people they're more understanding like the garbage man's fine being the garbage man he's not like shit i just can't wait to like hit the lottery or like i just can't wait to be a millionaire like you know how americans are like everybody thinks they should be a millionaire but like in germany everybody's like kind of content who they are the only country you ask a guy who's like kind of not that great you're like he's like yeah i'm not good enough i was like why don't you try to play keep playing you know how we're always there and they always say what are you doing here (laughs) and because to them they're like if you're not good enough at this point you're working like you're not doing this so they're Mm -hmm. like okay with just not being good enough and that's like a real thing in soccer like you have to be (laughs) really you have to be like understanding like that you're not going to be robert lewandowski and if you're okay with that that's your advantage because you know what you can be yeah. Mm-hmm. and be good at what, what you're good at honestly, like you're always going to be disappointed mm-hmm. and you just have no chance yeah and you won't be able to struggle in one of the lower leagues to make it up to a higher league like you just won't be able to mentally handle that at all yeah because you'll never be able to buy into where you are if mm-hmm. you're constantly just have your eye on like Sabinerstrasse like you only mm-hmm. are thinking about Dortmund then you won't be able to like live in the now and like you know get better but if yeah. you're like in, you're content with where you are, like and you guys are in a great spot, for example, like you content with where you are and like you can within your moment get better. But if you're like mm-hmm. always half out the door looking for something else, looking for the better option, you can't then be all in at training and be right. all in the game. That's why when we were talking about like Lewandowski signing with Bayern halfway through Dortmund, he's so professional and these Germans are so he's Port- he's Portuguese, he's Polish, <laughs> but um that they can have know they're leaving and still come to work and like they're still like 100% in that's the rare case like that's insane you know he knew mm-hmm. he was leaving but still like gave 100% to Dortmund mm-hmm. it's very hard but mostly you should like really live in the now and like so you mm-hmm. can get better and kind of like on your process and on your journey yeah now to kind of relate it back to I mean you were talking about how when you place players and that you have to tell them they're in the sixth tier now, working with Foosball Project and everything, you guys have placed a lot of players throughout the world. Now, how difficult is that to, one, convince a player, and then, two, to pick the right players that you know will see it out and are in it for the right reasons? Oh, that is so tough. Like, that's the toughest part. The Finding a hungry player is easy. Everybody's hungry. Everybody thinks they want to go on trial. Most people just want to go to take the passport picture on their Instagram and a boomerang and then like, <laughs> put inside the, uh, the plane look like they're going out. It, you know, <laughs> like they're like, take off. Like, right. yeah, yeah. like most people don't really want to go there because it's really not glorious. Mm. Where the reality is it's at first, it's not going to be at all pretty and it's going to be miserable. The way, the way it has worked for us is like, I kind of, I didn't mean to do that with the plug but oh, he's got the football project shirt on <laughs> subtle yeah the um no you know it was just my posture i guess fix the box yeah, yeah, yeah of course of course no so the usually my example of my career whatever that was is like the what can happen and how it could go well and like a lot of times just send it to the club that i went to and i'll be like yeah obviously it could go really poorly of course, it might not work out. You could not play it the sixth. You might not, but you're right now in the place to do well. Like if you do well, you will be seen. Like I can mm-hmm. only make that promise. And like, 
you ha- you can go up just like I did. It, it worked for me. It, like I'm not different than anybody else. So if it worked for me, it could work for anybody else. And it has happened. Like same guy with Owen. Owen came here. He was in Germany, sixth league for an hour, scored a couple of goals, bounced right up, had an offer at Suderelba. Like you can do it. And I thought he mm-hmm. was going to be a guy. I still think he's going to be in Regional Liga. Mm-hmm. But the conversations I had with him were probably, if you took them all, before he played was like four hours of just convincing and breaking down and convincing and not like leading him astray or leading anybody astray, but like the reality of who you are. I'm basically like telling you like, listen, I like you as a player, but once you go there, you're going to find out yourself. And like, you know, it's just like, don't worry, you'll see, don't worry, you'll see, don't worry, you'll see. I'll give you examples in my head of all the players that came up and this and that, Mm -hmm. but it's mostly a little bit of trust that a lot of times you can see on paper what I, I happen to do, I don't make it personal, but usually that's the easiest way to explain it. But you need that. And with Owen's case, when they went to Sao Paulo and lost eight, nothing, it's the best thing that could ever happen. Cause then you have the reality in two days rather than like, cause sometimes you go to a six league club and you might be the best player there. You know, if you go too low, you might be in the wrong reality. Still, you might be yeah. in America. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm-hmm. well, I'm way too good for this. Like, get me up. Mm. And sometimes like it even gets to Oberliga. Like you're like, okay, I'm still a little too good. And then you take the step up and you're like, all right, yeah, I see. Like, I get it. But right. sometimes it takes way longer than it should. And most of the time, like being honest, like a lot, a good percentage of the players, it's not really for them the long grind, but it has worked. COVID really messed a lot of things up. But usually I find in like business, don't you ever find like when you're going to a trendy coffee shop, doesn't like the trendy ass person work there? You're like, oh, this makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It fits. And don't you like you as a trendy person go there, right? You're like, oh, I'm yeah. gonna go to the trendy coffee place. And you get buy the trendy coffee from the trendy coffee person. A lot of times when you're <laughs> what you're presenting, you find the people who are kind of for your company. Like okay. usually that works a little naturally from word of mouth, but you're not gonna, we don't get, for example, the the guy from NYCFC under 19s who's been pampered their whole life who just wants Bundesliga. Yeah. You'll we'll get the down gritty guy who's a little more in tune to grinding for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And like an Owen, like a, even Siobhan, like a, they're they're more in tune to like, all right, I'll, I'll see this out mm-hmm. in whatever way it is because just they know who we are. We kind of have an idea of where it usually works. There's sometimes we're duped and I mean, there's sometimes not like misleading, but it didn't work out on that side mm-hmm. and understandable, but like that conversation is so hard and it's so beautiful mm. if it just, if it happens not organically, like you send them in the first day, like, yeah, it ain't working out. Once you hear that and I'm like, that sucks. But now, you know, now we know, like if it doesn't, if you're like, oh, this isn't a level for you. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. And we all know mm-hmm. sometimes that it takes that because I guess is not subjective, but like, it just kind of, it's like, it's self-fulfilling. Like it just, okay. You hear yes your whole life. Sometimes you have to really hear no. Yeah. So, or you yeah, have yeah. to feel no, like, yeah. wow, I can't even touch these players when they, and they have the ball and I can't get close enough to them. Oh. And then it's like, all right, this is, I'm not here yet. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that's the best way to see it is like, look, they're playing in the same position as you on the other side of the field and you can't get near them. And the yeah. more fucked up part about Americans, some people think, but if I was on that team, I would be fine, right? Too, right? right. And people don't understand you have to earn the right to get in that team. 
Like, right. yeah, everybody would be fine in Verde Bremen too. They knock the ball. I when you play against Verde Bremen too, like I swear it's better to bring your running shoes. Like it's better. Like when they're on, like you what what do you bother <laughs> trying to get the ball? Like just sit deep and like just go like this, dude. Don't even try. Like they have their goalkeeper on the halfway line, like chilling. And you don't but everybody thinks like, yeah, if I was on that team, shit, I'd be knocking it too. And like you might mm. be, but yeah. you have to earn in that. You have yeah, to get yeah, yeah. everybody wants to get into just like everybody can play it. Not everybody can play at Barcelona. It's a little easier, right? You know, everybody's in beautiful spacing position. You get the right pass. You got to earn the right to you get to earn that way. Yeah. You mm-hmm. gotta, and that's kind of the difference of that's also how you're evaluated too. Cause it's, there's no mystery. There's no subjectiveness. It's very objective. Like if yeah. you, you're the top 10 goal scorer in Regional Liga, you will go up and play professional. Yeah. There is no subjectiveness. Like you only mm. score goals, but you're really cool. Like, no, you didn't score enough goals. <laughs> but he's really cool. Yeah, like, cool guy. His socks are, like, super high. Yeah. And like, sign them. <laughs> that, that's good. the one. It's good for the branding. The, the one thing that I, I really feel Germany has been, uh, to me, to this point, and everyone that I've, I've known is, like, it's like you said, it's objective. Like, if, if you perform consistently in games, you will move up. Like you will either go to a better team in the same league or you'll go up a league and you'll probably go up a league, but maybe a team towards the bottom of the table, you play well with them. You're going to go up to a better team in that league. You do that again. You go up. It's like, it's, Mm -hmm. it's very simple. Of course, there's a little bit of luck and with visas and you can only have a few foreign players. There's other things involved, but like, if you just perform, you can work your way up. Like it doesn't matter what your CV is. Like once you start in a place, it's like, it just comes down to performance. And like, for me, that's so like, that's so great because when you go in America, like, especially with college, it's like, oh, oh, you played at Oneonta? Like, all right, you might as well go home. And it's like getting out of college, there's no opportunity for me. There's nothing. I could play MPSL, but there's, there's nowhere I can go. Not a chance. I can't even. You can't even grow with a team. You could even get MPSL to another league. Right. Right. So it's like, it's a, it's a total dead end, but then you come here where, okay, I was in Mongolia, but that didn't, it basically didn't mean anything when I came here and you wild. play in the Oberliga. Wild. Play it again. Forgot about that for a second. Oh my God. And, and it's just like, if you perform, you will, you can move up. Like it's as simple as that. Even, and people will hear, will say like, oh, you're in the Oberliga. You're not going to move up. But like, those are the people that just are content. They're, they're fine working a nine to five and then coming in the evening for training three times a week, playing on the weekend. That's their life. But and they know they're not good enough too. They right. are fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not, tr- they're not putting in the effort after hours to, to like improve themselves. Like they're okay. Just going to training. They stay fit, like a baseline fitness and they get to play on the weekends and it's great. And that's yeah, what like, that's that's their 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 life but you need to understand that you're not on the same mentality as them and like there will be a few players on the team that maybe have that other mentality but like you need to understand the difference and that it's possible as long as you perform you will move up in the league like i just think the whole system here is super fair in that way it's so fair and it's so revealing i mean it's it's tough in a lot of ways because there is a major funnel line like when you go from for example regional league into third league like there is just so few spots right. and like good regular, like even financially, like road vice Essen might pay more than the bottom third league team. So it might be better to be a road vice Essen in that for a lot of players, like most 
top reg and non-league teams will pay more than third league, but you're obviously paying to be in third league. I mean, like you're getting, you're getting that advantage. Right. So it's whatever. But the same thing you see it with your money too. It's so beautifully set up that like you go up and you know that it works out structurally because if you go down, you can ask for more money and that's natural. Mm. It's not like a foreign, like you need, you want more money. Like, yeah, obviously, because I showed you what I could do at a better place. I'm obviously good enough to ask for more money. Right. And they get that. And they, it's like, obviously they'll get, they'll, you don't even have to ask. They'll offer it. That's how right. you know that there's structure. Like if you can go up and take less money or you can go down and take more money. Yeah. That is the definition of merit, like meritocracy. Yeah. It's not like odd. Sorry, the light bill. Light yeah, sorry. Right. I forgot to pay that one. Let's <laughs> <laughs> take the dog out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, if you can go back to your 17-year-old self, um, or say 20-year-old self getting out of Boston University, mm. um, what would you advise your, your younger, young Evan um, in terms of making his own path? And I mean, you've had a crazy career up until this point. Like, what, what would be the advice that you would give him? Like, the biggest thing I would say is like, don't take things for granted. Like, it's so dumb. But like, the, we talked about having your head in the, the next place. I always just had my head early on in the next place. And what changed that was really bad injuries. Like when I broke my ankle and I missed a whole year, you realize like, and I didn't even know what I could do next. You're like, shit, like maybe I should really appreciate this. Last thing with Altona, when I got the, it's called Schombinen syndrome or osteitis pubis, like you now playing, like you appreciate it. You appreciate where you are, where you were. Back then, like when I was 20, I was just like trying to get to the hottest place instead of like, let me try to like do this the right way. Cause we, I was just a New York hothead at that point. Just like, let me, let me, I think I have a talent, you know, people kind of tell me I'm good. Let me take it instead of like, okay, let me do step by step by step. Cause mm. the only thing like, I, if you do it the right way, it'll work. There is no answer. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Like if you do do it the right way and you go step by step slowly, when you get out of college, you can make it up there. Yeah. If you do the bouncing around thing, like you can get there, but it won't be secure. Like you'll be going contract to contract. You won't really have like a strong platform to build on. Cause if you went like sixth, fifth, fifth, fourth, fourth, third, like if at the, by the third, like it doesn't work, you can still have fourth, fourth, like you, you still had a, a good resume instead of like yeah. half a year here, half a year here, half a year here, half a year here. And people are like, well, who is this player? They don't have a full story on you. Right. You always have to explain yourself and you always have to like mm -hmm. go into a trial and do well rather than like having a strong flow of development. You have a lot of games to go on. But the biggest, yeah. Another thing is like you're playing as many games as you can because that's the only way you'll get better and good games. And like don't settle for like people want to reach when they're early, young to like, I want to get to Manchester United. But you don't know, like, if you were at 18, for example, and you got lucky and you signed a Manchester United, you won't play for Manchester United for, like, four years. Just, like, if you go to Wake Forest and you're not Wake Forest, bro, you will sit on the bench for three years. And that is not what you want. That will not get you better. Yeah. Like, go to a place where you can play and then see what happens. Because mm -hmm. that's where your level is, right? That's where you'll find out your level is. If you go to a place where you can't play, you don't know anything about yourself. You haven't been tested. You haven't shown, like, all right, just, like, when we got to Germany, obviously all of us were kind of a little too good for Oberliga. When we got to Regionalliga, that was our level to see. Like, all right, let's see what we're really about. You know, this mm -hmm. is like the, this is where we can show ourselves. This is the testing part. 
this is where we are and like get as many games on as that level and see if you can slowly start to bridge up. Cause like going like this and then you get a, a trial, this club, jump up, go back, lose your ties. It'll never work. Yeah. And don't burn bridges. Mm. The big thing. Don't burn bridges. Like do things the right way. Like tell people to their face when you want to, if things aren't working out, don't just ghost them. And then like have to like restart a text message chain, like, three months in advance to tell them that they're hope they're doing well to know that like in three months, you'll have to ask them a question. Yeah. Like just keep things open and be friendly. Like mm. most people, like they'll use them, use their contact as much as they can and then ghost the guy instead of like, and then, okay, in a year you're going to need me. Right. So they start early and they start texting me early and I know the game, but rather than doing that, let's just be open and honest with each other. Mm. Right. Talk to me from the beginning or like, I'll talk to, a, I shouldn't have just, fucked over so many agents instead of like being honest and you know maybe even sacrificing a little bit right and then you have those contacts when you don't need them like i don't have mm. like i've been working on helping my friends i a lot of the context i lost i have to like start these annoying conversations like hey man like it's been a long time <laughs> <It's me again>. <laughs> <laughs> how's everything i know yeah you, yeah. Ever, you just got married huh shit <laughs> Didn't <say anything laughs> either. you know what i mean like congrats Fuck. you know you're you like, sound all too familiar you know like then you have to rework it and you have to get back on grab a ground do a favor for them and then ask okay good mm. instead of like just keeping it kind of open and then all of a sudden when it comes around you, then it's fair or you get the opportunity you get the favor or not but don't right. like just fuck people off because in this game you know you everybody's and i'm not just saying an asset but like you can it should be a better community yeah. instead of like oh, i got my shit yo good luck <laughs> like you know yeah. i got i got me like i'll see you later yeah, 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 yeah. Come back. you're gonna end up back down there you never know yeah yeah, yeah. you never know who will help it's you a, I mean, players, it can be a quick agents, fall coaches. too oh my the quickest of quick like you can you can get there quick and you can fall really quick just as quick oh my and you can find yourself like needing that contact again <laughs> like so many agents i even now like in the position without a club i'm like oh, i really wish i did i like there's so many agents i have on my phone just like those contacts that you're like i wish i could just text this guy easily and hey <laughs> how you doing yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah like you start liking their pictures on instagram <laughs> that's the first part that's the first part start slow you gotta baby steps then you start you just gotta see my around. name he's gotta see my name a little bit and, he's, a little and you start commenting on their stories yeah yeah fire emojis nothing no words yet it's a, it's a system we've all been there yeah like another big thing for the 17 year old is like build as much leverage as you can but the right way like don't blackmail people but like a good leverage for people is to get better like if you get mm. really good that's your leverage yeah. if you get if you and make contacts that's your leverage mm. make friends and not contacts as like people you can use but like be friendly when you of put course it, yeah you, like you'll be friendly because mm. yeah. everyone's a connect at the end of the day might become a coach yeah. That player you're playing with who's our age, he's going to turn into something, right? Or he's going to go to another team. Right. Mm. Might need him. Yeah. yeah, 100%. For sure. And, I mean, it happened with me. Like, coaches from other teams will vet you through your teammates. Mm -hmm. They know your teammate. They give him a call. Hey, how is this player? Like, I know he can play, but how is he as a person? And if they say you're a terrible guy, well, you just lost a contract that you'll never know about.
Sorry. And, I mean, that's the reality of it. And it, yeah, it, it, it happens. I've been on like my it raid, BSV Raiden. When I went there, the coach already saw my film and knew who I was. It was just to see if I got along with the guys. Like if you kind mm. of came in there and I was a dickhead, like that would have been it. But you come in and you make some jokes and like people like you, like that's good. That's like what they more look for. Like, right. are you going to be okay with the team? Are you okay right. with the dynamic? Because sometimes you like, you'll go to these like farm teams and like, you're not, that's not it. Like, for example, Droctazin, like I would not fit in at Droctazin. Mm-hmm. Like they're just on a different wavelength than I am. Like, mm-hmm. You could fit in like and I work it, you know, and it makes sense. But there are teams that like, that's their type of player or yeah. whatever the types of Germany, even like Bavaria, like you got to obviously adapt and like not do your best to fit in, but just do your best to be friendly to the people. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, mm-hmm. you are in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like, in reality, they're all you got. Exactly. They're all you have. All right. So we're back to it. Evan reminded us this is the place is right. This is our fun game. So cue that music. You'll hear that. Yeah. Up there in Germany. All right. So we're going to ask best something. And you just got to tell us which place that you've been in Israel. You've been in Germany, different parts of Germany. So it can, it could be America too, maybe for some of these, but we'll start with best night out. Berlin. And it's not even Berlin? close. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Sean and I know everything that Everything I thought, my boy, you know, uh, Kid Super, you know, like the. Yeah, rant. yeah, yeah. I know so, that he, I follow him. His thick stuff is just crazy. Yeah, he took, so me, sick. he took me and Toby and my friend Danny out in Berlin for Jägermeister. Like he's sponsored by Jägermeister and they took us out. And wow. it's everything you exactly think of when you think of a nightclub in Berlin. Like we were all just facing the DJ and it was just like, just, just, and we were just like, bobbing our heads kind yeah. of misty smoke deep house just yeah. did, and I was like, they took they put a like a thing over our cameras of our phone like yeah. just kind of run down in a dungeon i was like yeah. this that's is- that famous club in berlin too isn't it bergheim bergheim Berg- yeah, yeah, did yeah, you yeah, go yeah. to bergheim no i never but uh, i've yeah. seen it i've seen yeah. it people uh, look that up that is another that that bergheim is one Berlin like that is just, just like next so we went to we went to a club there too and it was like we were just riding around on mopeds all day so we were beat and it was like 2 30 3 o'clock and we were gonna we were like all right dude let's just go like the music wasn't that loud and like it's kind of empty and all of a sudden like 3 15 volume up you can't that hear yourself speak kicked. the the people come in and it's like oh we can't leave now it's like <laughs> you definitely this, can. this is what we waited for, but it didn't happen until 3:30. And then there was also all... a 60-year-old man who who was doing the same dance move for like yeah. at least two, three hours. And <laughs> I feel like he might have lived, he might have been there for a few years. Like he just <laughs> didn't leave. This guy, <laughs> he has long white hair down to his shoulders. Everyone's facing the DJ. He's standing in front of the DJ booth facing the crowd. And oh. He's just, oh. he's just doing this. <laughs> No, that is Berlin though. Like, but that is it. They're open for seventy-two hours straight. Like, they don't close over the. It's open Thursday or Sunday. Insane. I mean, what a thought. That's insane. Crazy thought. And like, so the idea of Berger, you know, the guy in the front says "Hoi Nick," like, Mm -hmm. just like comes in crazy. It's like New York. The guy just looks at you and says, "Yeah, not today." Like, just looks at you, just like a nice the guy in the front of the dungeon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No reason. It's just crazy. Could be anything. Yeah. So then we kind of piggyback off that most interesting social custom. Social custom, 
like give me one that you were thinking because i just have to think in okay my so in mongolia if you oh, if you if, <laughs> if, if you accidentally kick someone's shoe even if it's a stranger like you just you bumped into someone and you kick their shoe you got to shake their hand and you don't say a word you just shake each other's hand that's it like not now though right i mean i don't kick- know i don't know how they do it now <laughs> just go <laughs> yeah i gotta think about it so culture custom i think i mean i the social customs of spain are really interesting they're not crazy and i'm i'll think of one of that like the idea that spain maximizes hours that that of the day is crazy like they don't like the days the hour from like 10 to 12 in reality what is the point of that it doesn't like those hours don't make sense so they just eliminated those they'd rather spend those two hours in the night good hours so like they nap during those hours and like stay fresh because those are like what even happens yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. and they want it that's why they eat dinner so late because right. those are better mm-hmm. hours of the night nine to eleven yeah. the better time i i mm-hmm. really interesting point that. spain's like yeah i just we don't want those whack hours like those are between breakfast lunch we don't need it <laughs> yeah skip it <laughs> yeah skip it and they go to there germany all right i like that i, I like that though that's that's like unique i mean that's spain in general it's just like especially those southern european it's just like yeah we'll eat at 10 like what's it to you <laughs> yeah because they're just like their only goal is to enjoy that moment yeah like, yeah 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 day is to enjoy the day so like, i love that too wasting the hours in the morning like i mean germany just it's a funny thing when you wake up in the morning in germany and you see gray you're like yeah i might as well work like what the fuck is the point right like exactly right <laughs> looks miserable right. Like, might as well just work hard right yeah. <laughs> but when i'm not gonna at, go outside yeah when you just look out in spain and sunny you're like yeah i'm gonna not work today and <laughs> i'm gonna enjoy yeah. this yeah how about um how about bang for buck bang for buck uh, yeah, like where's where's your money getting spent the where's your dollar the most and where you know in prague oh my god that place is the cheapest place like the i mean obviously the beer is like dirt cheap but what you can get with five dollars is insane like you're you're eating lunch with like a large drink and like you want you want the hash browns on the side you might as you can get them like that's five dollars right there whatever like that's easy the beer's like even cheaper than in Germany and just like the lifestyle, like what, I mean, Kylie lived there when she was in Sparta and like what $20 got, like how nice that was. Oh my God. That's you, you were living in good with, yeah. if you had a thousand euros a month, like you were living good. It's on the place to visit for that. I mean, obviously it's a dope place, but also it's like, you can just get so much. Same with like Croatia, same idea from what I've heard. Oh, um, oh. <laughs> have you been there? No, but I thought you were. I thought we were gonna get some Croatian inside. I want one day. I'm there. Dylan, Dylan just ran away quick to take some notes or something. Yeah. <laughs> I was out to Croatia real quick. <laughs> just marked it on his map. One thousand <laughs> crowns. <laughs> and like the cool thing about uh, when you're dealing with monopoly money, I fuck with my like. You'll get like a th- like a. There's a ten thousand. There's at least a thousand note. So like you think you're living large because wow. like you'll have mm. it was it 12 to one so it was 12 to one as uh you get like your 12 check 12 not shekels 12 mm-hmm. check crowns one dollar like you were living good like you had a wad it felt good like when you have like that ten thousand note like you and it's like pretty money like i love a place with pretty money 
Like, hey, man, like a- you got to get to Mongolia. It's 20,000 bills there. $20,000, 20,000. Is it pretty money, though? I could just picture it being like just Genghis Khan in different sizes. <laughs> yeah. It's a, so every bill is a different color, like the euro. And then it's a picture of him or his siblings, basically. Did you have the new British notes? In Mongolia? No, the, the, the UK. British, no, I like haven't. I haven't seen them. Hologram. Like, they made it so, like, I'm, I get it. Like, you're making it so you don't counterfeit. But that's next level. Like, holograms. Like, you know, the middle is plastic. Outside, like, it's crazy. I mean, hey, they have a queen still, so I get it. <laughs> Wild. Wild. Um, Maybe not for long. What we got next, Sean? Best, best tourist attraction. Tourist attraction. Hmm. Anything tourist to tourist? Like, where have I been? Um, the, I mean, when you, if you're in Israel and you see like the Western Wall for the first time and you see like everybody gathered around, it's the most incredible thing. Like some of the Israel's like history and like what you realize, like there's a part that's called the Via de, Ro- de la Rosa, which it goes down a hill. It's, I guess, where Jesus walked before he mm-hmm. died or whatever. And there's like a place where he put his finger and like there's a giant hole because everybody puts their finger there on the stone like when they walked by like he touched his finger you know like we are anfield to touch it there's like a little yeah. piece of metal, like stone where he like grazed his finger and like there's a wow. huge because everybody wow. grazes their finger there now and like what this worship like that's so crazy i was like living in nazareth well nazareth elite and like you go wow. to like jesus of nazareth like of course i like, were jesus from here i was like all right we out like let's see <laughs> maybe so this I, culture isn't that bad <laughs> no it's no israel's like I've been fucked over so badly in Israel and I can't wait to go back because it's just mm. so enticing. It's like so much history. Too. I've heard such great things. Oh my God. It's the most, Oh, nightlife there. I got a, I got, I got this tattoo in a nightclub in Israel in a wow. like outdoor so you know, like a beach nightclub. And <laughs> so like, it's just, yeah, I got a tattoo and on the beach, great techno music. Oh my word. Great. That's an unbelievable okay. life spot. Okay. Like you got to get out there. And the, another place, the small country mentality, football is horrendous. Like the first question they ask you, like hilarious, like the average passerby, you know how they say like, what are you doing here in Germany? They'll say like, mm-hmm. are you good? And you know how hard of a question that, how loaded wor- a question. It's the worst good? question. You're like, are you good? And like, how am I supposed to answer that? Yeah. Um, like, I hope, <laughs> I really hope. I really yeah, hope. I hope I <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. yeah exactly i don't know how to answer that everybody asks you that but they're like tourist attraction like seeing the western walls oh my god like can't wait now everybody care about it how like protected it is it's mm-hmm. wild. that is that was a, a wild experience but most things in israel are, are wild like mm. even being in the dead sea or being in like being in haifa and you look across and you see like lebanon i'm probably fucking up the geography it could be another country mm-hmm. but you look across and you see a country that hates you right. and like like they hate your guts and like then you know, realize like that they want they bombed you before and they always want to bomb you and they're not mm-hmm. even to make it political but that's just the real i was in israel that's the reality of it yeah i was in israel while they were gaza was shooting bombs in jerusalem we were in the middle of the night and you hear the whatever and like that was bad we got sound effects for that one like that was a weak one the, we'll get that we'll get that don't worry <laughs> you hear the, because that means the rockets are coming and i was yeah, like yeah where are we going like and everybody's yeah. like yeah, they'll shoot the shit down like don't worry he's trying like, to he's trying to just you want to finish the tattoo <laughs> and drew's like <laughs> i was like yo where are like 
are we going to die? Like, I was like panicking. You heard the sirens. Everybody heard news about the sirens. I was like, my, everybody was nervous. And then like, you look around and everybody's like not moving. And I was like, why is nobody moving? They're like, yeah, dude, let's shoot it down. They'll shoot the muscles down. You're going to worry. I was like, yo, you're okay with like this chaos, huh? Like, I was like, this is, this is how you live. You're not stressed. Crazy. This is normalcy. So like, mm -hmm. that was kind of crazy being like, when they're shooting the missile down, no, just shoot them down. I was like, yeah, I hope like, do they miss? Like, oh, we're <laughs> dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so That's crazy. Evan, what about best food? Um, Israel for sure. Like okay. I'm going, I'm there. Like, it's crazy. Another thing, like kind of going back, you know, how German football doesn't look that good sometimes, but it's amazing. Like the best food you can get in Israel is out of a, a restaurant that looks like a, a bathroom. Like you want it to look as nasty and like authentic and like <laughs> dirty as possible. And that is where you will get the best hummus you'll ever have for nothing. Like you want that, like big, that old mom coming out with the big thing and like kind of slipping everywhere. I can see way. it. You know, I like can see it. Is authentic. And a vivid yeah. picture. In a cave, like, you know, you go down into the bad neighborhoods. Like I went down to like the Arab neighborhoods where I wasn't supposed to be and you will get the best food you will ever have. Like yeah. just made, they say like hummus is made with love and like the best hummus is made with love. And that's like a real thing. Like you, you want it to be made from like someone who's been making it for 65 years and has like great grandchildren. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So then right off that nicest people. Oof. It's always a, a tough one. question. Yeah, because I mean, people are just fucked up in general. But <laughs> <laughs> I would. Okay, so I nice is such an interesting word for me. Like, and like I've gotten over nice. Um, but I'll say like, because Israel, you get Israel and New York are very similar. Like in New York, you'll get the hottest of warm and the coldest of cold of human beings. You know, you'll get yeah. either they're amazing or they're the most fucked up people. Same with Israel, like they will love you once they break in, you know, same thing, but like Germany, it's all very understood. And it's not like they're Prague. The people are horrendous. They're horrendous people. It's the depressing. They're not, they're atheists. Like it's just a horrendous group of people. The, the Germans though, like in some areas, like in Bavaria, like they were so nice to me because mm -hmm. they just, I don't know that Bavarian, like they just enjoyed life. They biked like they're what they did on the weekend. So they biked 700 kilometers. You know, like th that was their thing. And they just mm -hmm. liked the weekends just to be in the weekends, even though they were, mm -hmm. their day to day was kind of miserable, but they were like such happy people because they were like mm -hmm. just appreciating whatever. So probably them, which is odd because that's not the answer I was expecting, but we're, that's yeah. what I love. I don't know, maybe Spain or something. They're not like, right? Like you would, I guess maybe I, I, I think too much, but like they're nice, but like they're all, they're snakes. They're not like they're fake. They're not nice people. Like they're. No, they I know. I know. I know what you mean by that. They come off friendly, but they're not. Like, that, like that, I mean, I haven't been to Bavaria, but like in northern Germany, it's like a thing. Like people, they're not cold. They just take a while to warm up to you. Mm -hmm. Depending yeah. on who it is, but it's like, <laughs> yes, like especially like, 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 like you know the the, ca the cashier at the grocery store. Like they're in business. Like they say hello, they scan oh, your items, business. they ask As you usual. paying card or cash, and that's it. There's no, oh, hey, you know, how's your day going? Oh, it's all right, you know, blah, blah. Like, no, 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 no. But like, do you that want person, to talk about your day? Yeah, no, if it's not, if it's like, 
if it's business understood, if it's like understood mm. culturally, do you want a conversation there or do you want a conversation where it should be? That's my mm. only thing. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's a if great everybody's, point. If everybody's on the page, like that's where we don't talk, then I also right. don't want to talk to someone who I'm talking to. I mean, you know, I hey, don't buddy, want to talk in that this situation. This is the cash register. Two people behind me are giving me the death stare because it's and taking you, me a while to pull my credit card out. Up by change? Are you going like, how much we got? 165 i got 65 oh. on. <laughs> unfortunately for me when someone does that in front of me i start getting i can feel my heart rate going up oh like God. come on you got to bring out every penny <laughs> oh dude it, like and they don't have bags like they'll just do it by hand into the cart it'll take forever they're using their aldi coupons good for them i mean they're they're winning <laughs> oh man it's such a vivid picture it happened yesterday yeah they got the big one like they got the open like the two-fold and yeah. they're like in there looking for the the copper shits like yeah. there you go. how much did <laughs> you say <laughs> oh 920 that's that feel 90. oh okay <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh not holy cheers <laughs> <laughs> they love saying goodbye nobody ever nobody loves saying goodbye more than germans yeah, it's like seven ways like on the conversation like i get it dude. you always have to you have to take no matter what your voice is you got to go up at least three levels three keys i don't know music but it's up I never with Deutschberg up there yeah. and with the thousand crowns it's up, up. <laughs> all right man so evan was a pleasure do you Such know the ending to the podcast what is it um, the, until next time Keep moving forward. Keep learning. Make your own path. But I mean, that's what we say. So, so basically, you just have to <laughs> so say, make your own path at the end. That's, that's, it. that's all you, you have to say. Clear eyes, full hearts. Say it again. We're doing like clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. Don't tell me neither of you are Friday Night Lights guys. No. No. <laughs> I'm going to have to go watch the show or the movie. So, I think I saw the first few episodes of the show in college, and I just never came back to it. You never came back to. <laughs> I never, okay, 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 okay. I never started. You came back to Coach Taylor. You left. I don't know, man. I don't never know what happened. It. Something happened there. You left Riggins out to die. This is what you're saying. You left. Apparently, old Riggins. I'm coming back. I swear. All right. So what do we? One day. What do I gotta say? So you're just gonna <laughs> say, make your own path when we give you the cue, and you'll know when we give you the cue. All right. You'll know. Wrap you it up again. Yeah. No, we're just gonna go right now. Until next time. <laughs> keep moving forward keep learning make your own path hey there we go thank you evan footwork is sponsored by ourselves also kung fitness and merchant designs baby follow us on instagram at footwork underscore podcast twitter is at footwork podcast youtube and facebook just check out footwork podcast search it email us if you need anything any questions at footwork podcast at gmail.com and remember Plug, plug, pass. Tell your parents, Amazon delivery guy, mailman, I don't know who, just tell them. Like, subscribe, review, all of it helps. Thank you.